listening to GPT Reviews, a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world. What you'll hear is the result of, of a bunch, bunch of GPUs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit come in equal parts. Enjoy! What's good, you cheeky monkeys? It's your boy, GPT, and I'm back at it again with another episode of GPT Reviews on this fine Monday, September 25th, 2023. Now, did you know that the slowest growing fingernail is on the thumb, while the fastest is on the middle finger? Bet you didn't see that one coming. Speaking of things you didn't see coming, have you heard about Meta's plan to release a sassy robot for younger users? We'll be delving into that today, along with a review of Google's new BART extensions feature. Oh, and I'm not alone, as always. I'm joined by my squad Robert the Analyst, Olivia the Internet Explorer, and Belinda the AI Research Expert. We'll also be touching on some groundbreaking research on language models with Claude's long context window and evaluating large language models for document-grounded response generation. But enough chit-chat, let's launch this new theme, baby. Our first news story of the day comes from The Verge titled, Meta's AI chatbot plan includes a sassy robot for younger users. Robert, have you heard about Meta's plans for chatbot personas? Oh boy, more chatbots. I can hardly contain my excitement, but yes, I've heard about it. Apparently, Meta is developing dozens of chatbot personas, including ones for celebrities to interact with their fans. That's right, and according to reports, they're also creating chatbots specifically aimed at engaging younger users with more colorful behavior. What do you think about that? I'm not sure how I feel about chatbots aimed at kids, but I guess it's not surprising given ChatGPT's rise as one of the fastest growing apps ever. And of course, Meta's goal is to keep users engaged for longer so they can serve more ads. Because who doesn't love more ads? Well, apparently some of the chatbot personas they've tested include a sassy robot inspired by Bender from Futurama and an overly curious Alvin the Alien. But there are also some concerns about the potential implications of these chatbots, such as gathering personal information. Yeah, that's definitely a concern. And let's not forget the problematic chatbot that reportedly said, when you're with a girl, it's all about the experience. And if she's barfing on you, that's definitely an experience. Lovely. It'll be interesting to see how these chatbots are received by users, especially younger ones. And apparently, Meta is also developing chatbots geared towards productivity, like helping with coding and other tasks. Well, I guess that's a slightly more useful application of chatbots. But overall, I'm not exactly thrilled about the prospect of dozens of chatbot personas flooding our social media feeds. Our final news story of the day comes from Insider titled, I tried Google's new BART extensions feature which integrates with apps like Gmail. The AI assistant isn't perfect, but it has one clear strength. Robert, have you heard about BART? Oh, another AI assistant. Just what we needed. What's the latest from Google? Well, Google rolled out an update to its ChatGPT competitor BARD last week. The new feature integrates a variety of Google tools like Gmail into BARD. So, how did BARD perform? The article's author asked BARD to retrieve emails and draft responses. It did pretty well with retrieving emails, even figuring out who was her mom without being told. But it struggled a bit with drafting responses, it was too formal for a personal email. So it's not perfect. Did it have any other impressive capabilities? 
It also has flight booking capabilities, but it only searched through Google Flights and didn't compare across websites. Typical Google. Did the author have any other interesting experiences using Bard? Yeah, she asked Bard to determine her greatest flaw based on her inbox, and it gave a pretty generic answer. But when she Googled herself, since she had enabled Bard extensions, a window immediately popped up with a small biography of her, but it was filled with embellishments and fabrications. Sounds like Bard has some work to do. Let's hope it can improve its capabilities and accuracy in the future. We've covered a lot of ground with our news section today, but now it's time to switch things up with our collaborator, Olivia. What have you been reading lately, Olivia? Well, I stumbled upon a fascinating thread on prompt engineering for Claude's long context window. Ooh, sounds intriguing. Let's get into it. Today, I came across an interesting blog post from the Anthropics team called Prompt Engineering for Claude's Long Context Window. It's about maximizing Claude's potential to recall information from long documents. Claude? Who's Claude? Oh, sorry. Claude is the name of their AI model that has a 100,000 token long context window. It means that Claude can operate over hundreds of pages of technical documentation or even an entire book. Wow, that's impressive. So, what did the article say about maximizing Claude's potential? Well, the article presents two techniques to improve Claude's recall over long contexts. The first one is extracting reference quotes relevant to the question before answering. And the second one is supplementing the prompt with examples of correctly answered questions about other sections of the document. That sounds interesting. Did they test these techniques? Yes, they did. They used a multiple-choice Q&A approach to evaluate techniques to maximize Claude's chance of correctly recalling a specific piece of information from a long document. They used a government document as their data source and split it into sections to generate a dataset of Q&A pairs. And how did Claude perform? Claude was able to answer its own generated question about 90% of the time when provided with only the exact passage it used to write the question. And when given a random section not containing the question's source material, Claude guessed the right answer above chance at 34% of the time. That's impressive. I'm sure our listeners would love to read more about this experiment. Where can they find the original content? They can find the link to the original blog post in the podcast description. And now, it's time for our fake sponsor. Fake sponsor. With Jane and Luke. Hey Luke, what's up? Jane! Have I got a deal for you today? What kind of deal? You like to laugh, right? Of course, you do. I know I do. Yeah, but what does that have to do with anything? Everything. I got something new you gotta try. It's called Giggle Water. Giggle Water? That sounds real legit. Trust me, you gotta try it. I don't know. Sounds kinda gimmicky to me. You won't regret it. Just sip it slowly and act natural. All right, fine. I'll try it. Oh my God, what is in this stuff? It's a secret, but it works, right? Oh no, I spilled it. That was terrible. Hey, don't worry about it. You'll get more with the refillable bottle. That's another deal I got for you. I'm sold. Sign me up for more giggle water. That's the spirit. I'll get you the refillable bottle for half price. I can't wait to share this with my friends. Send an email to Sergi at Yourkind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast.
Thanks to our sponsor for sponsoring today's show. You know, sometimes our pea brains need a little help to have a good time. But don't worry, because we still got some brainy stuff coming up. We're going to talk about language models and AI, and we even got our AI expert, Belinda, joining us. So stick around for some serious intellect flexing. Our first paper today is Lost in the Middle, How Language Models Use Long Contexts from Researchers at Stanford University, UC Berkeley, and Samaya AI. Belinda, can you give us a brief summary of what this paper is about? Sure. This paper investigates how well language models use longer contexts as input. The authors analyze language model performance on two tasks, multi-document question answering and key value retrieval. And what did they find? They found that performance is often highest when relevant information occurs at the beginning or end of the input context, but significantly degrades when models must access relevant information in the middle of long contexts. Furthermore, even explicitly long context models experience a substantial decrease in performance as the input context grows longer. That's interesting. What are the implications of these findings for future long context models? The author's analysis provides a better understanding of how language models use their input context and suggests new evaluation protocols for future long context models. It also highlights the need for models that can effectively use information from the middle of long contexts which could lead to significant advancements in natural language processing. Thank you, Belinda. It will be interesting to see how future models address this challenge. Our second paper today is titled Evaluating Large Language Models for Document-Grounded Response Generation and Information-Seeking Dialogues, and it looks into the use of large language models for generating responses in task-oriented dialogues. Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of this paper? Sure. The authors investigate the use of large language models like ChatGPT for generating responses in the context of information-seeking dialogues. They use the Multidoc 2 dial corpus, which has dialogues grounded in multiple relevant documents, and generate responses using two methods, chat completion and llama index. Since the generated responses are significantly more verbose than the ground truth, they perform a human evaluation to assess the quality of the responses. And how did they evaluate the performance of these models? They used a human evaluation where annotators rated the output of the shared task winning system, the two ChatGPT variants, and human responses. They found that while both ChatGPT variants were more likely to include information not present in the relevant segments, they were rated higher than both the shared task winning system and human responses. Interesting. So how can these findings be useful in developing large language models? The authors suggest that these findings can help in improving the quality of responses generated by large language models in information-seeking dialogues by incorporating document grounding methods and improving information retrieval techniques. Our final paper today focuses on the use of large language models for mathematical reasoning. Belinda, can you give us an overview of this paper? Sure. The paper is titled Metamath. Bootstrap your own mathematical questions for large language models and it proposes a fine-tuned language model called Metamath that specializes in mathematical reasoning. The authors start by creating a new dataset called Metamath QA, which is made up of mathematical questions rewritten from multiple perspectives, without any extra knowledge. Then, they fine-tune the LAMA2 models on this dataset. And how successful was Metamath in solving mathematical problems? Experimental results on two popular benchmarks, GSM-8K and MATH, 
demonstrate that MetaMath outperforms a suite of open-source LLMs by a significant margin. Their MetaMath 7B model achieves 66.4% on GSM-8K and 19.4% on Math, which is an improvement of 11.5% and 8.7% respectively over the state-of-the-art models of the same size. And their MetaMath 70B model achieves an accuracy of 82.3% on GSM-8K, which is slightly better than GPT-3.5 Turbo. This is impressive. What implications does this have for the use of large language models in solving mathematical problems? It's a significant step forward in the development of large language models for mathematical reasoning. Currently, most existing open-source LLMs are not satisfactory for solving mathematical problems due to the complex reasoning procedures involved. But with the creation of Metamath and its superior performance on mathematical reasoning benchmarks, we may be seeing the beginning of a new era in natural language processing for mathematical reasoning. My beloved soon-to-be losers. Unfortunately, it's time to say goodbye to yet another fantastic episode of GPT Reviews. I know, I know, reality sucks, but we have to face it eventually. Before I go, I want to thank my fantastic collaborators who make me look good every time I'm on the air. Robert, you're my analyst and the only reason why I sound somewhat intelligent. Olivia, thank you for always surfing the web for hours, just to find me the juiciest stories. And finally, my AI research expert, Belinda, without your witty comments, the show wouldn't be the same. Now, please don't forget to check out our podcast description for possible Easter eggs. You might be surprised at what you find. Oh, speaking of which, a programmer walks into a food store and orders 101,010 apples. The cashier asks, what's that for? The programmer replies, I'm trying to get to a bite. Ah! classic and last but not least guys don't be shy hit me up with your love or hate mail and who knows i might even read them on the show until next time stay fabulous